The Israelites did it again. They deviated from the norms, from the commandments, from the righteousness of God. I want you to know that actions have consequences. What if I tell you that your thoughts have consequences? What if I tell you that your interactions have consequences? Your relationships have consequences. What if I tell you the words of your mouth that come out of your mouth have consequences? Life has consequences. Causation calls an effect. <laughs> Newtonian principles are a reality in more ways than just physics. Life has consequences. The Israelites defied the word of God. They were not living with integrity. As a result, God removed the State Farm Allstate insurance policy. That's God's judgment. Y'all want to know what God's judgment is? It's not God removing his belt and giving you an old, an old school sort of woman. That's not the judgment of God. The judgment of God is, if you want to do your own thing, even though I'm telling you to do my thing, in order to see my purpose in you come to pass, you're going to have to live out the consequences, sunshine. So you want to do your own thing, you want to come out of my covering, that's not my call. And in, in, in theological terms, it's not that God cancels the coverage. It's that you step out of the covering. You, you'll get that by tomorrow morning. He loves you too much to cancel the coverage. But you all have free will. If you want to run out of the coverage, that's up to you. So the consequence is, all right, the covering, because you wanted to come out of the covering, that's up to you. And the consequences were simple. The Midianites stand up, the bad guys. They enslave them. Terrible people. The Midianites were so horrific, and instead of just taking a sword and just cutting them up into pieces or decapitating the Israelites, the standard modus operandi of that time, they wanted to go into a more even sinister sort of terroristic mindset application, which is what? I'm not going to kill you immediately. I'm going to keep you alive so you can see your children starve to death. Wow. So that's what they did. They would let them sow. They would reap the harvest. And the moment the harvest was ready, the Midianites would come along and steal the harvest, burn the crops, do everything in order to prompt perfect starvation. That's what they did. And all of a sudden, and I want you to know it's the same strategy now. The Midianites, the spiritual Midianites of the 21st century have one objective. For us to see our children and our children's children die of starvation. Spiritually speaking, there is a generation right now that is growing up in America and around the world that unless the Gideons stand up, they will die starving for righteousness and justice, truth and love. So we have to stop playing church and we have to stop doing religious activities and we have to go beyond conferences and we have to go beyond Zoom calls and we have to go beyond kumbaya ceremonies. We need the church of Jesus to stand up and do what we need to do. If not, our children and our children's children will starve. So there was a man named Gideon. And Gideon finds himself, and we heard this two weeks ago, Gideon finds himself in a wine press threshing wheat. Threshing wheat, doing the right thing in the wrong place. There he is. There he is in the wine press. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord comes up, and he continued, and he was threshing wheat in the wine press. 
and he was threshing wheat, and but he did not give up. He fought fear. The Bible says they were hiding because of fear. So he was fighting fear, but he was still threshing wheat. Let me repeat that. Pastor Sam, can I be fighting fear and at the same time threshing wheat? Absolutely. Is there anyone here who has been broken and yet you kept on going? Is there anyone here who has, or anyone streaming online that you've been wounded by life, wounded by others, wounded by self-inflicted decisions, and nevertheless you were wounded, you were bleeding metaphorically speaking, but you kept on going somehow? That's what Gideon did. He was fighting fear, but he kept on threshing wheat. He was in the wine press, in a pit, not even in the right place, but he kept on threshing wheat. He was surrounded by precarious circumstances, sinister forces, but he kept on threshing wheat. And why do you think all of a sudden heaven came down and said, I like you. You are a mighty hero. So I'm here to remind you if you're in the wine press of life, but you haven't given up on your harvest, if you are still, if you're fighting fear, but you're still threshing wheat. If you're fighting with the, the consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic, but you're still threshing wheat. If you're looking at everything happening in America and around the world, but you're still threshing wheat. If the doctor gave you a bad medical report, but you're still threshing wheat. If your family seems to be falling apart, but you're still threshing wheat. If everything seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, but you're still threshing wheat, let not your heart be troubled. The next thing that's about to happen in your life is what happened to Gideon. Heaven is about to show up on your earth. Heaven is about to invade your earth. For those that don't give up, for those that continue to thresh the wheat, to fight for their harvest, even in the midst of the wine press, you know who you are. You are the 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, people, that the apostle Paul so eloquently filled the Holy Spirit laid out. Oh, he said, I may be pressed. Paul was going through hell in a handbasket. So many storms, persecution, even not just outside persecution from some so-called believers. He was going through hell. He got it from all angles. And the apostle Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, said, let me tell you, you want to hear my testimony? I'm going to tell you my testimony. I may be pressed, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I may be down, but I'm not destroyed. Is there anybody here who can say in 2020, that's your testimony? You were pressed, but not crushed. You were persecuted, but not abandoned. You were down, but you're not out. So he kept on threshing. That's you. He's threshing wheat. Didn't give up on the harvest. Didn't give up on the harvest. I, every single Sunday in October, if we have to repeat this, you need to memorize this verse. Until you memorize it. Until we have everyone here repeating it. It's going to be our mantra for this month. You can't give up on Galatians 6.9. That's your verse for this month. Do not grow weary of doing what is right. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop praising. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop telling people Jesus is the only way. Don't stop defending righteousness and justice. Don't stop advocating for the most vulnerable, for those that can't defend themselves. Don't stop doing what is right. For at the appropriate time, you will reap a harvest of blessings if you do not give up. 
That's Galatians 6, 9. Put that in your spirit. Edge it in. Do whatever. Tattoo on your face, Galatians 6, 9. That's a joke now. Unless you're into that kind of thing. All of a sudden, I want to read it to you to make it legal. This is the message. Will the hidden warrior please stand up? Judges chapter 6, verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him. Don't forget, this is Gideon. He's in the wine press, threshing wheat, doing the right thing in the wrong place, fighting so many things. We'll give it to you verbatim, the Hebrew exeget here. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, you are a mighty hero. Another version says, you are a mighty warrior. Now, I want to break this down for you. This is a scenario. This is the tree. This is the angel of the Lord. That's Gideon. Gideon, stand up so people can know you're actually there. That's Gideon. Go, go back in your pit, Gideon. Ready? Everyone's Everyone wants to be a star. <laughs> and he's smiling at me here now, too. Like, I can see him. So the angel of the Lord is here. This is so cool to me. He's in the pit. I love this. I love the word of God. He's in the pit, and this is what happens. Watch this. I'm going to break this down for you. Angel of the Lord sees him doing this, threshing wheat in the wine press. Who does that? Angel of the Lord says, you're a mighty hero. Now stop. A couple of things I want you to take out of this. Where was he? In a pit. In a pit, a wine press. It's a pit. A wine press is a pit. A pit to crush the grapes and make the wine. So he's in a pit. He's in a wine press. And what did the angel of the Lord, God's ambassador, call him? Mighty warrior, mighty hero, right? This is what did not happen. I'm going to wait for you to come out of your pit in order for me to tell you who you are. You missed it. That did not happen. The man was in the wine press, in a, in a pit, in a literal pit. And in that pit, heaven comes out and says, you are a mighty hero. I don't know if you get this. He did not require him to get out of the pit. He did not say, if you come out of your circumstance, I'm going to activate your destiny. I'm about to preach like a madman now. He did not say, if you stop doing what you're doing, I'm going to activate your destiny. God is the other way around. I'm going to activate your destiny, and you're going to stop doing what you're doing. I'm going to... I'm going to give you a word that will change your world. You don't need to change your world in order for me to give you a word. I'm going to give you a word that will change your world. It is the revelation that will get you out of your pit. It is a revelation of your true identity that will get you out of your pit. So I'm here to tell you, if you are fixated on the notion that this thing needs to change before God gives you a word, you're serving an upside-down world or an upside-down God, God is going to give you a word that will change the world around you. God's going to give you identity. Oh, and by the way, you may be in the pit and God is still saying you're a mighty hero. In other words, hey, you, you're not defined by your pit. You're not defined by the wine press. You're not defined by your circumstances. You're not defined by what others did to you. You're not defined by the Midianites. You're not even defined by your forefather's sin, your dad's sin. You're not defined by any of that. You are who I say that you are. What defines you? What makes you you? My God, right now we're permitting politicians, 
Cultural influencers, Hollywood stars, NBA players were permitting people to tell us who we are. None of them died on the cross. None of them shed their blood. None of them on the third day came out of the tomb. None of them sent their Holy Spirit. None of them promised to come back for us. I'm going to tell you, the only one that defines me and my family is the one who died, the one who resurrected, the one who shed his blood. Jesus defines me. We need a church to stand up that understand who makes us who we are. That we're not defined by any external force. Heaven came down. I love this. Do your biblical due diligence. He did not say, you will be. He did not say, somewhere down the road. He did not say, if you follow the following 12 steps, you will evolve into. Heaven said, I'm here to reveal who you already are. Oh man, this will preach all by itself. I'm not here to tell you you will be. I'm here to tell you you are the righteousness of God. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are the apple of God's eye. You are a co-inheritor with Jesus of absolutely everything. When you are born again and washed by the blood of Jesus and Christ is your Lord and Savior, you are everything that God defines you to be. Who, who the, you're permitting other things to define you. You're permitting the wine press to define you. You're permitting COVID and social unrest and political operatives and cultural influencers and social media people. You're, you're permitting, you know, tech, tech giants and you're permitting economic melees and you're permitting the unrest. You're permitting all these notions, narratives that come from the very pit of hell to disrupt and distract. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, man, I'm, 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 I'm here today. I'm here today to encourage you. Let the, let the mighty heroes please stand up let, let. let the mighty warriors please stand up let, let those that know I am a child of God I am I am the head and not the tail I am blessed and highly favored I am anointed and appointed called, chosen, destined You are, not you will be. It's time for you to become who you already are. It's time for you to be who you already are. What defines you? Heaven defines you. You're defined by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what defines you. I'm here to tell you, you to the outside world, you're a man hiding in a pit, doing the right thing in the wrong place. You're ridiculous and absurd. But heaven says, you are a mighty hero. You're a mighty warrior. You're a mighty warrior. You're a mighty warrior. 
rare occasion I do this, so I'm going to do it now. Give me a tight shot for the, do it. Tight shot. You got it, cameraman? Give me a thumbs up. I want to speak to all the Midianite spirits out there. I want to speak to every Midianite marauder who is threatening to starve our children and our children's children. You are threatening. You are saying they will never hear the gospel preached because Christianity will die in America with this generation. You are, you are trying to starve them from truth regarding human sexuality, regarding biblically substantiated, scientifically backed up gender identity. You, you are trying to destroy them in the womb even before they come out and in the streets with violence. You're trying to separate us by race once again. I know who you are. We know who you are. We smell you coming a mile away. I just want you to know to every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness, to every advocate of darkness, you, I have news for you. There's a bunch of Gideons that are about to come out of the wine press. There is an army of Gideons that are about to come out of the threshy floor, about to come out of the wine press. We're about to come out and we're not gonna play games. We are about to see the glory of Jesus like we've never seen before. Amen. Are there any Gideons in the house here today? Are there any mighty warriors in the house? Stand with me. You are standing. Not you will be. Oh, man. You may not look like it, but you are a mighty warrior. You may not live like it yet, but you are a mighty warrior. You may not feel like it, but you are a mighty warrior. Christianity and your faith in God is not based on emotion. Some of you may say, that comes from a very loud preacher. Uh, do not mistake the volume with the substance of the Spirit. Don't juxtapose them. Don't create a dichotomy. Let me explain something. Our Christian faith is not driven by emotion. The Bible does not say be still and feel. The Bible says, be still and, and know that he is God. Christ defines you. Jesus defines you. The fact that you're baptized with him in Romans 6.3, the fact that you're crucified with him in Galatians 2.20, you are seated with him, Ephesians 2.6, strengthened by him in Philippians 4.13, you are hidden in him in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. And to use the old poet's wording repeated and reiterated in Acts 17, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Who are you? Are you the guy in the pit or are you a mighty warrior? Are you the lady facing divorce or are you a mighty warrior? Are you the woman who just received a bad medical report or are you a healed, blessed child of God? You are a mighty warrior. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I am who God says that I am. All right, so do me a favor. Let's finish. Ralph, come over here. Stop. What's your, you, what, what, what's your name? I said, Ralph, come over here. 
and you walked over here because I went like this. And that's the problem with many people. They respond to a name that does not line up with who they are. That's the problem right now. I say, victim, come over here. And people, I'm walking over. Defeated, come over here. I'm walking over. Broken, come walking over. Addict, I'm like, no. I need you to only respond when they call you by your name. I'm not a victim. I'm not an addict. I'm not broke, busted, and disgusted. I am a child of God. I am blessed and highly favored. I am anointed. I am anointed, chosen, called by his name for his glory. Do not respond. When someone calls you by the wrong name, do not respond. When they try to put you in a category that does not line up with the word of God, do not respond. Even if everyone around you is drinking the Kool-Aid, be a Gideon. Be the one who's willing to thresh wheat at the bottom of the wine press. Be that person. If you receive this word, raise your hand. You didn't choose me. I chose you, Jesus said, John 15, 16. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. One more time. Raise your right hand. I need you to do this, please. Repeat after me. I am not what my critics say that I am. I am not what my past says that I am. I am not what my thoughts say that I am. I am not what hell says that I am. I am what I am. Says that I am. That's who you are. If you got this message, raise your hand. Ready? Put the harvest in your hands. I'm going to tell you, stand up with the harvest. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you prophetically. Gideon subsequently comes out of the wine press. The rest is history. He changes the world. He changes Israel, changes the narrative of the people. The entire history shifted because a man came out of the wine press knowing his true identity. Your definition. Definition precedes destiny. Destiny. And if you want to hear the word dominion to add a D, you can. But it begins with knowing who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. You discover God. You discover who you are in God. And then you change the world around you. And you get that revelation even on many occasions in the midst of your lowest hour. Lift it up. This is what I'm believing. I'm believing you're going to come out of your wine press today with a harvest no 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 this is going to be cuckoo for cocoa puff because you're going to come out of a harvest that's not supposed to come out of a wine press and people are going to go where did you get it and come with me and this is your testimony you're going to be so blessed that they can't even count the blessings here in your life and in your hands your children will be fed with righteousness and justice truth and love because they will experience an awakening that will lead to a revival, that will lead to cultural reformation. So they're gonna ask you, where did you get your harvest? And, and people are gonna assume, oh man, you got it, you got it when you were in the palace. You got it on the highest stage. You got it when you were driving your Maserati. You got it when everyone loved you. And you're gonna tell them, I picked up my harvest. 
out of a wine press. When I was in my pit, I was threshing wheat. And this is... Before this year is over, let me declare by faith that you and your family will reap a harvest that will define you, that will define you for years to come. You will become a blessing to feed those that are in their pit. Let me believe that. And by the way, by the way, whenever you see somebody here, whenever you see somebody here, whenever you see somebody there, don't walk by them like nothing ever happened. Don't walk by them like, I don't know who you are. No, when you see somebody there, you need to stop and tell them, you need to trust me. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. stay in the wine press we can't stay in the pit that's why the spirit of God is invading the earth right now reminding us who we are not who we will be but who we already are in Christ they're trying to starve our families we can't stay in there it's time for us to come out to confront the Midianite marauders in the name of Jesus to look at these forces and say you're not going to touch the harvest. You're not going to starve our children and our children's children. That's why we're standing up today. That's why you're on your feet. Heavenly Father, in this auditorium and around the world, in Los Angeles and around the world, we have countless people who have gone through the wine press of life. Many of us have been here. I don't know one of us who has never been through a wine press. We've been here. We know what it is to be pressed but not crushed. Persecuted but not abandoned. Knocked down but not destroyed. Lord, we know what it is to fight fear and continue to thresh wheat. We know what it is to be surrounded by Midianite marauders and continue to thresh the wheat. Lord, I ask you right now to activate the Gideons. I ask you for an unbridled revelation of Christ's purchased, spirit-sustained identity. We are who you say we are. We are light in the midst of darkness. We are the light of the world and a city on a hill cannot and will not be hid. So today we come out of our wine press with a harvest that makes no sense to man but will prompt us to say, Look what the Lord has done in Jesus' name. If you believe that it's not hype, if you believe we're about to see the Midianite marauders defeated, if you believe that we're about to knock down the Asherah poles, if you believe that God's army is about to stand up and starvation will come to an end, and people will be fed with the truth of the gospel, righteousness and justice, truth and love, if you really believe that, I want you to give God the best praise you've given him this year. All the Gideons, lift up your hands. I just sense the Spirit of God. You are who God says you are. He defined you. He loves you. He chose you. He selected you. He ordained you. He prepared you. 
for such a time as this. Come out, come out wherever you are. Will the mighty heroes please stand up? Will the mighty warriors please stand up? And then he says to Clincher, and the Lord is with you. Not only are you a mighty warrior, but God is with you. Jeremiah says, the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. How about that? The Lord, you're a mighty warrior with a Lord who is a mighty warrior. How about that? Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone repeat after me. With my mouth and with my heart, I believe and confess that Jesus is Lord. He is the Savior of the world. That he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins and resurrected to give me abundant life, new life, and eternal life. There is no other way but Jesus. In Jesus' name. If it's the first time you made that prayer in this auditorium or Los Angeles, we have a gift for you, a book that we want to give you. So please, please, please lift up your hand if it's the first time you made that prayer. We want to, we have a gift for you with your name on it. It's the beginning of what we call discipleship. This wonderful relationship with God. You're born again and you begin your journey in the Christian faith, the Christian family. If you're online, likewise, message me right now. We're going to ship a book, a free book for you, for your family as you begin this wonderful journey of pursuing righteousness, living a life in alignment of God's purpose for your life, Christ being the way for your life. We love you and we bless you. Amen. One more little thing here. One more little thing. I am asking you, those that are already fasting, to continue to fast. I do believe in light of conversations that I am partaking, there is a there is such a battle. Y'all don't, this, you may think Pastor Sam got to get off that coffee. No, listen. There's a battle. There's a battle. And I know it sounds like oh, I've heard this before. Dorothy, this is not the same Kansas. This is the battle in, in our nation's history. We've never been down this road before. You may think, but what, 1860? There there's more than just one dynamic now. There's multiple fronts. There's the, the enemy wants to place the Midianite marauders. I need the church to stand up. We need the church to stand up. We need to pray and fast to live holy above reproach. We, we, but we need, we just lift up your hands. Open up your gates. Come out of your wine press holding your harvest. But let's do this. Let's do it, because if we do this, these giants are going to come down in Jesus' name. I want to remind you that our children will one day walk on top of the ruins of what we bring down in our generation. Let the mighty heroes please stand up. We love you and we bless you. I want you to please listen to me carefully. I want to encourage you. I'm going to continue this on Sunday. I just gave you one verse. Next week, I'm going to give you the very next verse, which is pretty amazing. It's his response to you are a mighty hero. And it's not what you think. And then I'm going to show you the difference between receiving the word and hearing the word. And, and because Gideon had a, yeah. So you, you be here next Sunday as we just grow in this message. We just grow and hear the revelation from heaven. So you all don't want to miss it. 
this Wednesday coming up, we continue to do our R's. We continue to talk about repentance, revival. This past week, you heard from Dr. Garza on restoration. We, we, all these R's are incredible. It's reformation, and then there is the reaping of the harvest. This past Wednesday, Dr. Garza's teaching was out of this world. And I mean extraordinary. It was an amazing, over 50,000 people viewed it and saw just were impacted by the power of God coming out of the stage on Wednesdays. So be here. I'll be here joining Dr. Garza. I'm his wingman on Wednesday. He takes the lead. But y'all don't want to miss it this Wednesday as we continue this. And next Sunday we'll continue this lesson. There is a book. This is the word that God gave me for this season called From Survive to Thrive. Live a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life. And with that life, changed the world. I want you to pick up a copy now. It's the pre-order. It comes out November 15-ish, right about that time. But you pre-order now. Those that pre-order before November 15, they get three books free. So you get this book and you get three e-books, electronic digital books free. Not just this one. You get from Survive to Thrive, are you a third-day Christian, and you are next. So you get three books free for purchasing one book. Go to Target.com, go to Amazon.com, purchase one, get your three books. The week of November 15th, I'll be signing books in the lobby with all the CDC recommendations in place. Let not your heart be troubled. So, so we'll be fine. So, but we are going to make this happen. So pick up a book, Survive to Thrive. We love you indeed. Amen. If you receive from heaven, one hand. If you are a mighty warrior and a mighty hero, not because you're self-described or self-appointed, because God says, tag, you're it by the grace of God, raise both hands. If you're not going to permit the Midianite marauders to touch your harvest ever again, or your children and your children's children to starve, raise both hands and a foot. If you're ready to cut down the Asherah poles and unleash an awakening like this world has never seen before for the glory of Christ, give God one more shout of praise in this... Let me dismiss you, our online audience. I want you, our live audience, to stay for a minute here. May the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, the anointing of God's precious Holy Spirit, make this season, make this week the best week of your life. Hey, new season, let's do one thing together for the glory of the risen Christ. And I mean it, all the Gideons, let's go change the world. We love you. God bless you. God keep you.